In Oregon, schools are more than just a building. They're also comfort, a meal with a friend. They're a place for growth, pride, and strength. A place for care, connection, and learning. During this anxious time, as schools return full-time and in person, you may have questions about the health and safety plans of your district. Find the answers at oregon.gov slash readyschools. In Oregon, schools are more than just a building. They're also comfort, a meal with a friend. They're a place for growth, pride, and strength. A place for care, connection, and learning. During this anxious time, as schools return full-time and in person, you may have questions about the health and safety plans of your district. Find the answers at oregon.gov slash readyschools. This is Mario Andretti, and you're listening to Fascination Street Podcast. I believe that everybody has a story, and I'm fascinated to hear them. So come with me as we take a walk down Fascination Street. Welcome back, Streetwalkers. This episode is with Rabbi Brian. Rabbi Brian creates outside-the-box religious goodness for digital age seekers. No dogma, no woo-hoo. He helps people feel comfortable in their own skin and comfortable enough to ask questions about religion and spirituality, which is what we do in this episode. Now, I know it sounds dry and it sounds boring and dull, but I promise you this is going to be the most relaxed, engaging, and maybe even the most fun you've ever had talking about religion. Rabbi Brian and I, I felt like had great chemistry. We bounced things off each other. We told a lot of jokes. One of us says some swear words, and it might not be the one you think, but mostly we get to know Rabbi Brian and what he's about and why he does what he does. We talk a little bit about his podcast, Chats with Larry, where he has conversations with his slightly older best friend, who's a minister. Can you imagine that? Just eavesdropping on a rabbi and a minister having conversations? That's exactly what that show is. We also talk about Rabbi Brian's 77% newsletter, which sounds super intriguing to me, and I'm going to sign up. I can't stress it enough. Rabbi Brian and I had a blast during this episode, and I know you will too. This is my conversation with Rabbi Brian. Welcome to Fascination Street Podcast, Rabbi Brian. How are you doing today? Since the last time you asked me, I'm doing all right. Glad to be here. A little excited in the moment, but you know, it's been a shit year. Not even just a calendar year, but a literal, like the time frame of the last 12 months, 14, 15 months. Yeah. A year plus. Yeah. All right. Well, Rabbi Brian, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. The way this is going to work is we're going to talk about you. We're going to get to know you. So if you don't mind, lead us off, man. Tell us where you were born and raised. Where'd you grow up? I was born on a small island called Manhattan. And that is usually funny. (laughs) I didn't know I didn't like it. 
it seemed like a reasonable thing at the time. But then I, further I got away, I thought, boy, there's some Kool-Aid here. <laughs> Grew up in New York City, exceedingly rational, excelled in schooling. What do you mean exceedingly rational? What does that mean? I was captain of the math team. <laughs> like, you almost made me spit my coffee uh, all over my equipment. Yeah, I was a great nerd. I mean, I was Magic Camp. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I, still, I still go to Magic Camp. All right. What? You still do? Yeah. Well, right. yeah. Um, well, thank so, you for taking um, the time. It's been fun. I'll see you later. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Magic Camp is actually important because that's where I learned that it's all right to be a little weird. It wasn't the being the captain of the nerd Matt. I'm sorry, math nerd nerd math team. Math, nerd. Well, I keep saying me that. I'm sorry. It's all right. All right. So rational, yeah, rational, logical. I was going to be an architect, right? I like logical sequencing. I was going to be an architect. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work out for either of us. Correct. Have you met my son? It's not his no. fault, but <laughs> that's why I'm not an architect. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> So uh, back to nerd camp. I'm uh, sorry, magic yeah, camp. Yeah, okay. So just because let's double down chess team. Okay, look. You said double, and you yeah. used to teach math, but we're yeah. into triple now because there was we're there was the math club. There's a in here. Yeah. There was magic camp, and now there was chess nerdism. What is the chess thing now? Yeah. Uh, well, I still play chess. I, I was oh. I was the dad who brought chess into the when my kids were up till third grade i was the dad who went in every tuesday and did chess sure 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 i saw the queen's gambit yes i am the queen's gambit that's what it's gonna say the episode titles can say rabbi brian dash the queen's gambit i like it um <laughs> It could be. I could figure out an, an analogy how life is like a chess game. And you just got to figure out that you're not either the white or the black team. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah. So you're growing up in, in Manhattan being the nerdiest of all the nerds. Uh, you didn't have a single friend. No, wait. So did you have a lot of friends? Like all these nerds were friends, right? Probably still a, some of them, right? Uh, yeah, I went to a very small school and we all were tight. There's still some of my best friends. That kind of thing. Nice. So, all right, being a nerd. And most of us knew each other from first grade to 12th grade. So, we just accepted each other in a way that was really beautiful. And you could be the doc and you can be the nerd, but, you know, we all used to wrestle when we were in first grade. Are you still in Manhattan? Are you still in New York? No, I'm in Portland, Oregon now. Oh, okay, cool. Gotcha. Complete it, other side it, of the country. Yeah. Okay, so growing up, what you wanted to be an architect, that didn't happen. Wanted what? to be an architect, that didn't happen. And somehow a rabbi, the rabbi at, I used to go to the Jewish center at Tufts University and ask the rabbi questions. I'm going to interrupt you a lot. Were you raised Jewish? Like, were your parents Jewish? I yeah. guess technically was your mother Jewish or whatever? Uh, that part's like, I could That's go all on. BS? No. Yeah. Because if okay. you think about, like, apply a little logic. Moses's parents weren't Jewish. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, none of them married. They married non-Jews. Moses' daughter marries a priest, you know, so like it was not like it is now. Okay. Anyway, my so, parents were Jewish in the way that like Christians are Christmas Easter plus. Okay. All right. Cool. Got you. So did you have Christmas and Hanukkah or? Yeah. Okay. Because Hanukkah sucks. 
Now, did you do you think that your parents sort of embraced it loosely, so to speak, because they yeah. were trying to fit in or just because it was yeah. a little too strict or both? No, not about strict. But no? so back in the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, Jews couldn't just hang out with other people. And you wanted a place where you could talk freely and like it was a country club. Synagogues were country clubs. It was a place where you belonged and you that's where your friends all hung out. You've hung out with those people. And that that's not so much no more like a true community center right yeah i like that okay well we have we have jewish community centers all over the place so i that's yeah. what i could equate it to okay so you grew up with the jewish faith yeah i decided to become a rabbi partly to learn about judaism which i didn't really know much about like i didn't major in judaism i was just told i was jewish my whole life and i didn't know the laws i didn't know the rules i didn't know the bible I didn't know any of it. But you didn't become a rabbi until way later, right? No, 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 no. It's the opposite. So I go really? out of college, go to rabbinical school, oh. five years postgraduate, work as a rabbi, mainstream, and then can't take it anymore. You said mainstream. It, what does that mean? Like a normal rabbi at a normal congregation. Well, with your normal... voice pitch went way up. Are did you I do the truth? Help? You did. Oh, Where no. are you telling the truth? So now I think you're lying. No, no, I was saying so nothing but the truth. No, I go into Seinfeld sometimes. I worked at a mainstream congregation, but it sucked my soul. Why? What about it? I got <laughs> understood the why part. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. I, I didn't know yeah. all the rabbi stuff when I was a kid, but I've always known yeah. what why meant since I was yeah. two. <laughs> I said this at a meeting yesterday with a bunch of rabbis, and I said, look, at the end of it, I think God would come and say, what the fuck did you decide to make teams for? What? How did that go over with a room full of rabbis? It wasn't a room full of rabbis. It was a panel of five rabbis and a whole bunch of people who want to convert to Judaism. Ooh, you said that to a bunch of people who are trying to decide whether or not they're going to convert to Judaism? Okay, now I'm feeling like I have to rethink what I said. What was wrong with what I said? Oh, that they're jumping like it's a... <laughs> like, like they're specifically about to jump into a category yeah. and you just said, God would say, why the categories? Yeah, you went into Seinfeld there for a second. See, oh, what's with the categories? Yeah. No, I said that, but uh, but it's true. <laughs> what else am I... I? So that was why I couldn't be a rabbi at a mainstream congregation anymore, was I couldn't... I can't lie. I can't do that. It doesn't work. So I left. And that's when I became the math teacher. And I worked as a math teacher for seven years, public schools. Gross. I'm going to interrupt you again, because one of the main reasons that you decided to not be a mainstream rabbi was because you couldn't lie. And I'm very interested to know what you mean by that. What a lie is? Well, I know what a lie is. I appreciate the sarcasm. That's great. Yeah. Uh, your little smirk is beautiful. It's so I never stop doing that. But what I mean is what about that job requires you to lie? Oh, it, it's subtle. Okay. A lot of it. I can right. tell you it, going along and making it seem like I believe in a deity I don't believe in. I can't do that. Venerating a scroll of words as though God had a better sense to connect with humanity thousands of years ago than God does today. I can't do that to try to convince children subtly that being part of a group is really the best thing. 
and, and being a specific, this is who we are. And as soon as there's a we, then we make a they. And how does that relate if your highest value is love? Yeah, if you're supposed to love all, then why are there groups? I'm with you. Right? And I get some things are easier to do. You need a team. You need your people. I get that. But I was draining out at that job. I knew if I didn't leave, I would never get out. And it took me about three years after leaving it to come back to my senses. It sounds bad. It doesn't sound bad, but I'm curious. So at that point, were you struggling with faith or were you struggling with the idea of an organized religion? Organized religion. Faith, always. Always. (laughs) Did you think you were going to get in trouble from God? When? When you decided to leave or not be a a practicing. I was scared shitless. Yeah. I wouldn't ever say it at the time, but I knew who I was working for. You know, the Jonah story where Jonah gets called by God and then Jonah runs the other way. I thought Jonah got ate by a whale. Well, that's how he got ate by a whale is he runs the other way. He gets on a ship. The storm starts up and all the people are about to die. And Jonah says, the reason for the storm is because I pissed God off, jumps off the boat. And that's when the whale swallows him up. Look, Steve, I know who I work for. You can't hide from that, dude. Yeah. That's the first time I've opened this shit up in a public forum. So I'm just going to take a moment to give myself a kudo. And I'm also a little like anxious, excited, like, what the hell did you just say? I know Steve said we could erase parts you didn't like afterwards, but no, don't erase it. It's just that that was a lot to admit. Good for you, man. Well done. And uh, I'm going to uh, see your kudo. And I raise you another kudo so that you have kudos. Well done, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad that you feel comfortable, I would say, in this space, but we're far apart. But I'm glad you feel comfortable here. I have to. And you you match my absurd and depth. And it makes me feel comfortable. Good to hear. I was at a dinner party a couple of months ago. And... It was with some people that I didn't know very well. As a matter of fact, for the most part, I had just met them that day, all of these people. Where I live, there's a bunch of wineries, and so we had gone out to wineries, and and that's where we met up with them. We had sort of known them, but not really, but we met up with them out at these wineries, and then they invited us back to their place, and we had a big dinner party. And I was sitting there. This is a this is uncomfortable for me to for me to tell this story, but you did it, so I'm trying to mirror you. I was sitting there, and this woman who's Roughly my age, I don't know, maybe five years younger. She said, Steve, are you a Christian? Mm. And I don't know the last time that I was asked that question. Mm-hmm. I don't really hang around in circles where somebody would ask me that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took me a minute and I sat there and I said, well, define Christian. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then this young lady said, well, it's pretty simple. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for you on the cross and that he rose three days later? And I said, so to fit your definition of a Christian, do I have to believe both of those things? And this other person goes, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I told you, why do you say stuff like that? And then the first person said, yes, you do. And I said, okay, so just that I'm clear in order for you to accept that I'm a Christian, I have to believe in zombie Jesus. And she said, I did say that. Come on, Rabbi Brian. What happens if somebody rises from the dead? 
they're either Dracula or a zombie. That it was just the timing of it. Well, I didn't know these people, and if they were going to be forward enough to ask me that question, I love it. Do it, do it. It's just, it's awesome, awkward, awesome, very awkward. So I said, so just so I'm clear, I, I have to believe in zombie Jesus, and she said, yes, exactly, with a straight face. And I said, huh. And then before I could say anything, she said, why do you want to put yourself in that box? <laughs> I said, to be fair, you're asking which box I go in. I, I didn't yeah, advertise yeah, yeah, boxes. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Like, uh, you, you said, you asked me which box I belong to. So I don't, I, and then I said, if I'm being honest with you, I don't believe in labels. I, I believe in a true unity. I don't yeah, think that I said, I think that the reason that anybody picks a team, sort of like what you said earlier, I think anybody yeah. picks a team is that so we know who's not on our team. And I don't, right, I don't really right, describe right. that. I believe yeah. in true unity. I said, do you remember when we were having a good time two hours ago at the winery? Mm -hmm. Why does it matter now? But it didn't matter then. Like we mm -hmm. were all having a good time. Everybody was fine. It didn't matter which box I was in. So yeah. why does it matter now? Okay, so and right about that I, time, yeah, go ahead. Is there more to the story? Oh, it's a very quick ending. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Right at that time, my wife said, Oh, would you look at the time? We got a new dog, we got and we got to go let it out. So, thank you guys, we mm -hmm. appreciate it. Have a great night. And then we left. Mm -hmm. What were you gonna say? Well, I'm gonna give you an options mm. instead of going with zombie Jesus, which is funny as fuck. And I could have said Superman. <laughs> zombie Superman. No, <laughs> like, uh, you don't even have to say zombie because Superman, he was the only son of Krypton. He was brought here to save our people. Analog from Moses. Absolutely. And he died. He did die. And then he came back. So, I mean, it applies there too. Okay. But what instead of matching her with Snark? Uh huh. You said, from what I've heard about Jesus, he lived an exemplary life and he taught so many people about love. And I have to love him for that. What's she going to say? No. I like your answer better. I, I'm a professional, dude. Well, that makes sense, dude. Mine was way more uncomfortable, but yours no, was... No, no, I get it. But And you're pushing her away. Here's the thing Larry says. My best friend Larry says this. He says, what you need to say with anyone who says those things is you have to say, I want to just stand with Jesus on this one. Jesus preached love. And as long as you use the phrase, I want to stand with Jesus before they use the phrase, I want to stand with Jesus, you've co-opted them. Like you win. <laughs> what are they going to argue? No, it's not about love. Right. You can't, you can't like, ha ha. <laughs> hey, streetwalkers. Here's a word from our sponsors. It is 2140. You are trapped in an underground bunker, built a century ago to protect mankind from the pandemic on the surface. Now ruled by tyrants and their robot army. You are an outcast, an orphan, a scavenger, blind, afraid, and alone. You are Ace, a survivor and you will try to escape this place. This place known as Subterra. Subscribe to Subterra at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. 
Let's get it. The Suicide Squad is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. You don't know Squad. The director of Guardians of the Galaxy has redefined the superhero blockbuster again. Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times says the Suicide Squad is a wickedly funny, hyper-crazy, nom, nom. and stylized thrill ride. Wowza. It's absolutely fantastically bonkers. No, let's show off. That's what they're showing off as dope as the Suicide Squad. Now playing in theaters and on HBO Max. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah. It's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, son, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed Geico agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Let's get back into it. Okay, let me ask you this. You, you're a Good. very you're a very studied religious scholar. I said, yes, sir. Who was Jesus against? The like Romans. I know who he was for. Fucking hated the Romans. He was a zealot. You didn't get crucified unless you were going against Rome. He was causing up an army to go against Rome. Hated Rome. So he was cool with everybody except the Romans. He was against imperialism. All right, cool. You might not be able to tell, but I know absolutely nothing about religion. I was not brought up in any church. The only times that we went to church was when somebody died or every other Easter. Most people have about a fourth grade understanding of religion, which is a little young. It's fine. You just didn't learn about it. And we made a mistake here. Listen to this crazy idea of. So I taught in public schools. I'm a rabbi. And everyone's like, oh, how do you do that with separation? I'm like, because I don't talk about religion. I'm trying to convert anyone to anything. That's the rule. I can talk about religion. And if we don't talk about religion in public school where the teachers are not allowed to convert kids, that's the rule. Where are they going to learn about religion? In the right. place where they're allowed to convert them? Well, that seems like a grand idea. Wonder what's going to happen. You're going to indoctrinate children into religion. And teach them not to think there about religion. <clears throat> so I taught high school. The last school I taught it was a Catholic public private school, weird hybrid, beautiful thing out here. And we had mass once a month. And I used to say to my students after the mass, so what'd you think? And they said, what? What'd you think about the homily? We weren't paying attention. I said, I'm not teaching you in this room to think only in one place. I've got to teach you to think everywhere. Okay, I feel like I, I got onto a crescendo there, and then I don't really know how to land at the end of this little Oh, it's like thing. every Saturday Night Live sketch ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's awesome? My kids and my wife and I, we all sit and we watch Saturday Night Live together. And that just makes me so happy. Very cool. A recent guest that I had on the show, his name is Hugh Fink, and he was a writer for Saturday Night Live for seven years. I went through a bunch of your past guests, dude, like fascination street. It goes all the way down. It does. I, I cover everything. Like what? Yeah. You never know what you're going to get here, man. That's why I love it. Yeah. A lot of podcasts are, you know, about one thing or they're very niche oriented. And I don't really think that humans are that way. I think, well, I think true curiosity is a curiosity about everything, not just a curiosity yeah. about the, that thing I like. So 
That's all. And it leads to astonishment is right next to awe. That's a religious idea. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Tell me why you stopped teaching at these public schools. Did you wear your yarmulke at this Catholic place? Yeah. You didn't get beat up? You didn't get stoned? I don't no. mean stoned, but I mean like nobody oh, threw rocks at you. Oh, okay, cool. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> was it a topic of conversation with the kids? Were they like, "Hey, wait, this is a Catholic school. What's with the, what's with the mini hat?" So I asked this group one. I said, "You know, y'all haven't asked me about my hat." And one kid just says, "I know why you wear it. You're representing." I was like, "That's better that's, than anything." That's kind of true, say. right? I mean, it's the truth. All right, that's- yeah, that's why I'm wearing a hat. Uh, we talked about religion. Of course we did. And I never treated the, my students like they were stupid, like they couldn't understand big philosophical ideas. They leveled up. They wanted to talk about that stuff. And that's how we went through math so well was I had to deal with them. Like, if you let me teach you the math, and math is actually really linear and your brain knows what to do with it. If you learn the math, you can take me on tangents and we'll talk about anything you want. So we did. My daughter's a math teacher. Is she? In Austin. She teaches at a uh, charter school on the south side of Austin. A poor one. What what age? What age does she teach? I think fifth and sixth graders. Sixth and seventh graders. One of those. They scare me the most. Yeah, they scare her too. (laughs) I had to be 10th grade or higher. I couldn't feed well. Well, my daughter couldn't teach high school because she looks like she's still in high school. Uh So that'd be a problem. (laughs) But yeah, she teaches little kids. Great phrase I learned. I don't remember who said it. It's that there's no lesson in algebra that shouldn't be interrupted for a lesson in humanity. Oh, I like that. I knew you would. One of those things you're going to use for real, and one of them you you might use sometime. Uh-oh. Right, 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 oh, right. Okay, humanity. Cool. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, lost, I lost the train of thought for a second. I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> You know, that's a funny thing about being a rabbi. People project so much shit onto me. Oh, really? It was more about, I thought I was in trouble because of your math teacher. You're going to be like, no, no, you use algebra every day. You just don't know it. <laughs> you use the thinking you got from algebra every day. You don't use the algebra. Algebra is like soap. You wash it on, then you wash it off. Okay. Mul- like multiple soap. times a day? Like you use algebra <laughs> thinking multiple? Okay, I got you. All right, cool. Why didn't you leave? The schools, not the church. Why'd you leave the school? Yeah. I couldn't teach, run my ministry, and parent. I had space for two. So by this time, you had started your own ministry? While I was teaching, I it became a blog, and then the blog became a newsletter, and then I got Is this the 77%? Yeah. So I send out a newsletter 40 out of 52 weeks a year because I don't want to work all the time. Because that's another thing. That was a stupid thing about being a rabbi was my job was to work on the Sabbath to tell people not to work on the Sabbath. It's like, that's just, that's stupid. It seems uh, illogical. Yeah. Yeah. I send out a newsletter every Monday, except for the last of the month. So it's 40 out of 52. That grew and it's free and it's worth twice that. That's my stupid joke. It's a really good newsletter. People really enjoy it. And that's my ministry. I have an online ministry rabbinate for digital age seekers who want to do something a little different. So my main communication is the newsletter. And then I run a Saturday service that doesn't look like anything I learned in rabbinical school, but you know, Picasso didn't paint the way that he was taught to paint. So, Okay. 
first of all, Picasso was taught to paint. I'm sorry, what? just kidding. He learned. So he, learned. he could paint straight. He just didn't want to anymore. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's true, right? But let's just say I'm going to, I don't know, sign up for your newsletter, okay? The 77%. Right. What kinds of things would I expect to see? What, and this is going to sound super maybe disrespectful, but I don't mean it. What am I going to get out of this newsletter? Yeah. What's in it for me? So I do it Monday mornings because a lot of people have to hit work on Monday. And so Monday morning, you get something in your inbox that the one that just came out was about being compassionate to yourself. The way if you knew somebody was just leaving a social experiment where for a year they were told they were about to die and they had to wear masks and they couldn't see their friends' faces for a year or touch other people. If you knew someone just got out of that situation, you'd be like, oh, be gentle with them. That must have been a rough. So it was a thought piece about how would we treat other people coming out of the pandemic. But because we're all in the pandemic, it's hard to see. We all There's some trauma we got to be addressing. There's some trauma still ahead of us. So that was Monday. Next one's going to be about being present in the moment. It's two stories. One about when my daughter peed on my lap. and In her mid-40s. Go ahead. Did you read it? <laughs> just so you all know i'm 51 so that didn't make any mathematically now just so you all know he looks like he's 30 so it really didn't yeah you look really young okay i'm gorgeous you are gorgeous well done sir what's the other story about about we're driving to go get her a shot and she's crying she hates getting shots she's 12 and in between, like I comfort her and and I say to her, because I and I, it was a tactical thing, I said, Annie, where's the needle right now? And she points over towards the direction of the place. And I said, so why is it hurt now? Why is it scary now? And I didn't say anything else because I realized that she didn't need to learn that lesson I did. That there are a lot of times that I am totally flipped out and wigged out about something that's really far away from me. Why am I getting totally freaked out about something that's that far away. Uh, I understand. Here's a quick example. I have been wringing my hands like a nervous schoolboy about to ask a girl on a date Yeah, because I was going to be speaking with the rabbi. Really? Yeah. For right. a couple of weeks, my stomach was a knot. So I'm like, Are I don't know shit? anything about. No, I don't know anything about religion. What am I going to talk to this guy about? Is he going to be? You've done three hundred of these. Yeah, but never a rabbi. Grr. <laughs> <laughs> and how about after you looked at my website and the all that stuff? Did that I, calm you down? I canceled. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, yeah, it did make me relax a little bit. I, I also listened to, uh, you have a couple of podcasts, which we're going to talk about in a second, mm -hmm. but I did listen to a few episodes of those. And that is really what made me like that lessened my anxiety about speaking with you today. You listen to chats with Larry. I listen to chats with Larry, but then also I listen to, it's like Rabbi Brian religion outside of the box, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there could be, did you listen to the, Resistance Bible podcast? No, I Resistance don't. Bible study? Okay. No. Oh, so then you're just listening to mad ramblings of me. Yeah, all right. So if, before I got really good at writing, I had to speak them all out. And I recorded those, and those were the podcasts. And then I could write the 77% weekly newsletter from that. 
Um, so is the podcast not ongoing? Is it like a, an, is it older? Is it done? So no, I don't even remember that it's up. Oh, okay. That's, uh, we probably shouldn't. Because I think the last things that are up there is just uh, the audio recordings of the services that I That's run. true. That is true. Yeah. That's and true. nobody needs to listen to an audio recording of this video service. Everybody listening, Streetwalkers, those are still up and there's a bunch of them. Feel free to check them out. Yeah. Just know going in that there's probably not going to be too many new ones. So let's talk about Chats with Larry. I know why yeah. it started, but why don't you explain to my audience why it started and who's Larry? So my best buddy, this, this is my life. He's 84 years old today. Today is his birthday. Yesterday was mine. Oh, my, my friend's dog and my father-in-law and you. <laughs> I have good timing, right? Gosh, that's awesome. Okay. My um, friend's dog. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Happy birthday, Larry. Tell me about Larry. Uh, Larry and I have been best buddies. He's a retired disciple of Christ minister who's had a fascinating life. He was the first one to integrate a church. He was the first one in, in California to have open and accepting doing gay marriage. And, and he's also, because he's a show-off, he got a PhD in sociology and also taught at Pepperdine University. And he and I would have epic conversations. Always. Where did you meet him? He did my mother-in-law's funeral. In L.A. That's a weird place to strike up a conversation. You know, I just with, looked with at that him guy. and That's I cool. thought, I thought there was something special about him. And we met for breakfast and he was kind to waiters in a way that it wasn't religious creepy, but it was like, oh, this is what religion's supposed to look like. And I wanted to be more like him. So he wasn't a religious book cover? I don't understand. Book cover? Yeah. The outside. Oh, yeah. No, no. He he loves people. Look, I got snarky. I, I can do snarky. But at the bottom of it, and it's the same thing I was saying to you about, you know, approaching that woman who, like, why was she talking to you about Christianity? It's really because she loves it and she wants to share the things she loves the most in the world. I get that. But I love bourbon and I wasn't trying to get her to drink my bourbon. But you didn't have to respond with zombie Jesus. Well, that's true. That's true. So, That's true. You right. I learned this from Larry, right? I learned Thanks, from Larry. And, I, and Larry would say, look, Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi and Nelson Mandela, those are human beings. And they didn't have magic powers. And I'm sure they were assholes at sometimes. He didn't ever say assholes. I'm adding that part in. But if those people could do it, and there's a quote from St. Francis, and he said, if he or she can do it, sorry, St. Augustine. If he or she are capable of doing it, why can't I? And it's a healthy part of looking at other people. And that's why I wanted to be best buddies with him. And then I recorded our phone calls because fuck shit, I'm going to miss him so much. And I want to hold on to him. At the time that you started recording these phone calls, did you tell him you were recording these phone calls? No. And the audio quality is really bad because I didn't really, I didn't know how to do it. Because I would often have to call him and be like, Larry, I got to call you right back because I didn't know how to record on the way in. And But I, I just wanted to record them. And then I think it's in episode 10 of season one, because season two is coming out next, is where I say to him, dude, I have to tell you something. 
and he and I had talked when he's on camera or he's being interviewed, he becomes a very stiff white man. So he and I had talked the summer before. I said, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to record you without you knowing. And he laughed. He said, yeah, that's a great idea. So after 10 episodes or so, I say, Larry, I have been recording you. And he said, Brian, anything I shared with you, I would share with the world. And that also, when I got honest with you, Steve, that was because of Larry. Because if Larry could give the green light, not even remembering what he had said, I can do that. I can just be me. I love it. Did you figure out how to record them so that they sound awesome? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so so season two, (laughs) I think he knows, but he just doesn't want to know. Like, he's the smartest guy I know. He's got to know that I continued recording on. So did he change? Um, Like, you told him in season, in in episode 10, was the rest of episode 10, did he... Did he start talking like No, this? no, 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 he didn't. We were we were having a good Did he think you were kidding? <laughs> no, there's an earlier episode where I tell him uh that I'm recording him and he says, "Well, let me get something from my book to read." And he reads a prepared statement and it's like, "Dude, that's dry." That's hilarious. <laughs> and the other reason I put the whole thing out there was Men who deeply love each other, uh, we, we need to let people know that that's a thing. And the fact that he's a minister and I'm a rabbi, that's like the, that's the extra sell to it. And we talk all about Bible in a beautiful way. And there's a lot of wisdom in what we talk about that people pick up. Since you opened the door, I'm going to ask you to be straight with me. You've been pretty straight with me so far, so I'm going to ask you this. So a rabbi, and um, do you say he's a minister? Disciples of Christ. Is it true? What God wants, he keeps. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Larry came to visit once, and we met my friend Bill, who's a priest, and we went to a bar because we had to. And I'll tell you, it wasn't funny. Why did you have to go to a bar? A a priest, a minister, and a rabbi walk into a bar. Oh, okay, good. All right, cool. Thank God. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Thank God. Warning, this podcast may contain theology. Indeed. Anyway, it, we, we had a lot of laughs, but I think it would have been funnier if we all got there at the same time. That would have been so, awesome. And if y'all all showed up in a rowboat, it would have been even better. <laughs> so Chats with Larry. Yeah. Season two is going to be coming out soon. Do you release them all at once? Well, for anyone who wants to listen, all of season one has been released, so you can get all those. Okay. Uh, no, they go out once a week. I don't know, because I have a podcast producer, and that's what we did. Yours, you don't drop all at once. No, I don't. I was just curious. Everything Netflix drops everything all the time, so I, I don't know. Who knows what people do nowadays? Some people do drop multiple episodes on the same day. Um, I all, could. All I mean, stuff. what the hell? I could drop all. Yeah, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. Now I got to think about it. <laughs> hey streetwalkers here's a word from our sponsors guess what streetwalkers the gear is here a bunch of you have been asking for quite some time and now finally it's here head over to fascinationstreetpod.com and check out the gear tab there you'll find all kinds of fsp items to tickle your fancy t-shirts coffee mugs sticker packs pins buttons coasters And my personal favorite, for just five bucks, you can get one of those weird little phone handle pop thingies. 
So head to FascinationStreetPod.com and show the world that you're proud to be a streetwalker. Special thanks to my good buddy Stephen O'Reilly from the Barstar Podcast for these dope drum beats. Check out Steve's work at O'Reilly Drums on Instagram or search Stephen O'Reilly on YouTube. Schools are a place for care, connection, and learning. During this anxious time, as schools return full-time and in-person, you may have questions about the health and safety plans of your district. Find the answers at oregon.gov slash readyschools. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. Let's get back into it. Tell me why you started the 77%. What made you come back? I don't want to say come back, but you stepped away from sort of an organized religion kind of a thing. And then stop thinking about this stuff. I can't stop thinking about Greek philosophers and all they were trying to figure out is how do we live a better life? How do we live a, a wholesome life? And I, that's all I think about. I drive my wife crazy because she thinks about other things. So I never left thinking about this stuff. I didn't leave. That's my answer. I didn't leave. I kept doing it and it just grew. And then my writing got better. Says you. (laughs) I do. Why do you think your writing got better? Because I've been doing it for over 10 years. And then a memoirist who read my stuff said, kid, your writing sucks. (laughs) How sweet. And he was was willing to take me under his wings and tutor me. Oh, cool. uh, I learned. I learned a lot. Are you going to put out a memoir? I'm working on it. I have a literary agent. I got a meeting in two and a half weeks. Will you tell him I said hi? It's a her. So no, you won't? No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, she does mainly progressive Christian stuff. And sure. uh, that's a very close market of mine. Because funny enough, the progressive Christians love the idea of a rebellious rabbi. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes right. sense. What is the difference between religion and spirituality? I think there's a big difference if we add in a word that often gets left out, which is organized. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, let me rephrase the question. What is the difference between religion and organized spirituality? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know what, though? That's actually good. There is organized spirituality. We call it yoga. We call it a lot of things. We call it the hippie movement. (laughs) Oh, you said yoga. Same thing. So there's a big difference between organized religion and religion. Religion's about helping people get through life. Organized religion is saying, here's a set of print. This is a one size fits most. Try this one and that will improve your life. I feel like you're leaving uh, something out. Goats? What am I leaving out? Boy, am I fascinated why you just came up with the word goats in that. Before you, it sounded like when we do yoga, you were making goat noises like goat yoga. That's what my brain was. (laughs) Okay, cool. We'll go with what you said. So back to uh, organized religion versus spirituality. Okay, big difference, organized religion and spirituality, not big difference, religion and spirituality. 
to be spiritual, do you think not you, but I've always been told that, and again, religion really? ignorant over here. So really? where do I have to go to a special building to talk to whatever God I believe in? Do I have to go wow. talk to an intermediary? Do I have to go to you for you to talk to God for me? Do I have to go to a, oh, a church huh? or a synagogue? No. Can I do those things on my own? Why not? Is that spirituality? Is that religion? Is it organized? It's not organized religion. We've already decided that. It's personalized. Okay. It's you figuring out what works for you. So there are five components to a spiritual life. They're not in any order. But the first, I'll say, is having a hierarchy of values. Knowing that we value one thing over another, that's part of a spiritual life. Okay. The other ones are transformation, knowing it's not about ourselves, knowing questions are more important than answers, and having some sense of a connectedness. To what? You tell me. And that, folks, is why he's a rabbi. (laughs) That's why I'm this rabbi, man. I tried to get my publicist to put this one in. The most amazing thing about this rabbi are the ways that he's not a rabbi. I like that, but you need to rewrite it. Your writing is shit, kid. You need to punch that one up. The funny thing, Steve, rabbis, and I say that if I'm doing a wedding for a couple and they're not both Jewish, I will always say to the non-Jewish partner, listen, your partner might say things to me that you're aghast that they would ever speak to a spiritual leader, like the way Steve Owens is totally razzing my ass. But that's what Jews do. And that's just part of the game. And there's no special, I love that you're comfortable enough just to be you. Well, I, I took your lead. You're not a stuffy. No. Stuffy's good. No, I'll just stick with stuffy. You're not a stuffy dude. So uh, that made no, this a lot and easier. there's a great quote from early evangelist named Billy Sunday. And he said, if you don't have joy in your religion, you have a leak somewhere. I like that. And also, do you think his name really was Billy Sunday? Sunday? I yeah. thought that. I thought that too. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know about that. Hmm. I'm going to be Brian Saturday. Ooh, you won't. You won't. No, you won't. I can't. Okay, good. That's good. That's good. In case anybody's wondering, he does spell Brian the correct way, like a sane person. So good on your parents. Thank you. Well, you're That's welcome. That's B-R-I-A-N, right? We all are clear on that. Oh, no. Yes, of course. Yes. They can't see, so. <clears throat> well, hopefully they uh, they read. They, can see. they can't see you and me. There's, okay. Sh- okay, cool. All right. Well, what I was going to say was hopefully they at least read the title. Like, who's the guest? <laughs> Sometimes you just next episode, next episode, next That's true. episode. That's true. You're not wrong. Why did you decide to go all the way to becoming a rabbi? Why get in that deep? Honestly, I think the title part kind of. Oh, stop that. There's no way. I, I don't think I thought that at the time. I know there's no way I thought that at the time. But looking back on it. It was like getting to be Boy Scout extra class, you know, like I can now be the moral authority in a room. (laughs) I love that you laugh when you say that, because that concept is ridiculous. Uh, It's kind of funny. And yet I kind of get off on it. So I cut you off earlier. Were you going to finish the word boner? Bonerific? Nope. When I said why, and you said, to be honest, I think that the title rabbi kind of was giving me a bone. And then I interrupted you. Boner. Okay, cool. All right. I just wanted to I just wanted to be able to get a rabbi to say the word boner on my show. 
I try to get my friend Larry to curse, and I, I think it's not going to happen. <laughs> Any other things you want me to say on your show? Not yet. You want to go back to the woman. If you can boil your religion down to a binary, you don't understand the infinite. If you say you're either Christian or you're not based on this one statement, it's too limited. You don't understand what you're talking about. Go find an adult. Go home. Make a phone. Oh, is that rude? He's making such a face right now. That is amazing. She's listening. So just talk directly to her. Call me. Let's talk about this. He was awesome. All right. So you're from New York. I am. When did you leave? College. I don't know what that Uh, means. 1947. Oh, 89. Okay. Now, do you visit? Yeah, of course. My mom is still there. There's a shrine room to everything I was in my childhood. It has not changed. Oh, that is so precious. And the worst thing is my sister's room got changed over. Uh, mama's got a favorite (laughs) we all know that (laughs) can i do a shout out to my sister if she's listening absolutely what's up dude okay the reason that brian's mom has a favorite and it's not the sisters because the sister became a catholic priest (laughs) (laughs) dude no jokes on you. you can't have women priests yet well then, who's the joke really on? Now, tell me, <laughs> tell me about your friend Modest Yahoo. Yeah. Okay. Look, he's a rabbi. I'm a rabbi. Modest Yahoo's a rabbi. Isn't he the 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 Hasidic rapper? Rapper. He ain't a rabbi. Come on now. And also, I don't think he's Hasidic anymore. Okay. Well, when you most of the people when they're Hasidic, they get the title rabbi. It's just part really. Of the oh, I was yeah. completely unaware of that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, what do you cool. want me to say? He raps. I don't. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> spit some rhymes. You can do this. <laughs> no, I can't. He is everything I know about the Jewish religion. And when I say he, I mean his music, his lyrics. I love uh-huh. his music so much. So okay. everything that I know about the Jewish religion, I, I know from listening to Good. him. It's, it's probably enough. I've seen him in concert more than I've seen anyone else. Wow. Okay, awesome. And I live in San Antonio, not New York. <laughs> right. <laughs> you live in New York? Is well, that... not anymore. He used to. He he grew up in Brooklyn Heights. That's Brooklyn a thing, Heights. right? Crown Heights. Yeah, sorry. Crown uh-huh. Heights. But now, now he lives in Los Angeles. It's the same thing. Anyway, what was I talking about? What Your mother <gasps> and the thing that happened with the spoon. Oh, <laughs> yes. She said, don't try and bend the spoon. Only realize the truth that there is no spoon. That's what she said. That's the magic camp kind of stuff. Yeah, I bet. Rabbi Brian, can you believe that we're uh, we're at an hour? Just about? Like, we're up yeah. here. You can? How dare you? Oh, my I've God. I've been watching the clock. Thanks. <laughs> well, I just wanted to have an idea what time it is. Hey, I'm Steve, insulting you. Steve, you're super engaging. Five minutes. Six minutes. Set, set. You, you take it. You be insulted if you want. Rabbi, I feel like I could talk to you forever. Uh, yeah. You're you're super personable. Like you seem like a really, really nice guy. Um, not even a nice guy. That seems patronizing. But what I mean is you seem like you have a good heart and a genuine heart, if that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 I try so, to stay bullshit free. I appreciate that. 
So, you know, like I said, I, I could talk to you for a long, <laughs> long time, but that's not going to happen today. Rabbi Brian, are you on social media? Rabbi underscore Brian underscore 1970. That's what I got. I didn't know what to do. 1970. That was when I was born. It like gives you a hint. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. As always, guys, you can find me at the Steve Owens, 1947, because of the same reason. No. <laughs> you are so quick-witted, and you really could use all your powers for evil, and I'm glad that you don't. I can't believe you said I don't. Oh, thank you. You, you just made my you weekend. Know, and you have a beautiful heart, and we can admit to it here. Okay, that's enough. You're making me blush. Rabbi Brian, are you on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook? What what things are you on? Instagram, Facebook, but really it's, it's my newsletter is how people find me. Which is how does one I find the newsletter? Rabbi Brian into any search engine, and this beautiful mug should be the first one called Religion Outside the Box, R-O-T-B, religion outside the box.org. Oh, nice. R-O-T-B.org? Yeah. Yes, it. You can go to mn.rotb.org if you want to join our clubhouse. A little like social, it's where we all hang out. All right. So, what would be in this in this network? What's this community? Is this a chat room? What is this? Yeah, it's like a BBS. I want to make sure I didn't say BDSM. So it's like a BBS. It's like so a bulletin board. It's BDSM dot R O. No, people can chat about the newsletter. They talk about the service. They put up poems that they find spiritually moving. It's a whole, but it's like the island of people who are been chafed by religion. Okay. So rotb.org is where you're home to get the newsletter, but then M N R O T B. Don't worry about it. Just if you sign up for the newsletter, it will have a link to the clubhouse. I love the hand movements. You really are Jewish. I am. I am. Thank you. You're welcome. Rabbi Brian, I really hate to cut this off right now, but I'm going to anyway. Rabbi Brian, is there anything that we didn't talk about or I didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about today? Yeah, if I had to go back to any one thing, it's not something new. I want to reiterate something. of This idea of being kind to ourselves, I think it can help us help the world. If we could be nicer to ourselves, I think we'd be able to have more patience with other people too. So you think that be, being nicer to ourselves would put us in a, a better mood to be able to be nicer to other people? Yeah. Let's just be kind to ourselves. There's plenty of other people out there that will not be kind to you, so you might as well not be one of them. And they're all put there for you to practice on. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love it. Rabbi Brian. Fun stuff, Steve. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day and your hectic schedule to hang out and let us get to know you a little bit better, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thanks, brother. And you have a great weekend, man. Planning on it. You too. You you are, God, you are quick fucking witted, man. Thank you. It's, I appreciate that. And what I said was true. You could. <laughs> and I know you don't. Thank you. And I see that heart of yours. So thank you. Well, I appreciate all the kind words. I'll talk okay. with you later, brother. Thank you so much, man. It was okay. really a pleasure. Have a great night. Hey, Streetwalkers, it's time for a giveaway. Thanks to our generous friends at Sylvania, we're going to give away some Bluetooth speakers. What do you think? These are fairly special and limited Fascination Street podcast edition as they have a little Fascination Street emblem on the end. 
This oblong Bluetooth speaker is about 8 inches tall and about 3 inches in diameter and is IPX4 waterproof. So how do you win? Well, what I need all of you to do is post a short video to your Instagram story, your Facebook story, or even your TikTok telling everybody why you love Fascination Street Podcast and which is your favorite episode. Make sure to tag the show in these videos, and each week I'll pick one winner to win one of these special limited edition Sylvania Bluetooth speakers, and I'll mail it to you. And I might even throw a couple of other Fascination Street Pod swag in there as well. So tell a friend, tell all your friends, and include it in your stories on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. And don't forget to tag the show, Fascination Street Podcast. Opening music is the song Magnolia from the 2001 album Intransigence, used with permission from Douglas Miles Clark. Closing music is from the song Say My Name off the 2021 album Underdog Anthems, used with permission from Jax Hollow. If you like the show, tell a friend. Subscribe and rate and review the show on iTunes and wherever else you download podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. All the episodes are available there as well. Check me out on Vero at Fascination Street Pod and TikTok at Fascination Street Pod. And again, thanks for listening. In Oregon, schools are more than just a building. They're also comfort, a meal with a friend. They're a place for growth, pride, and strength. A place for care connection, and learning. During this anxious time, as schools return full-time and in person, you may have questions about the health and safety plans of your district. Find the answers at oregon.gov slash readyschools. In Oregon, schools are more than just a building. They're also comfort, a meal with a friend. They're a place for growth, pride, and strength. A place for care, connection, and learning. During this anxious time, as schools return full-time and in person, you may have questions about the health and safety plans of your district. Find the answers at oregon.gov readyschools.